How to Help a Psychologized Counselee on this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, I am delighted to have with us uh, one of our board members at ACBC, Tim Pasma. Tim has been a board member for three years and a certified member since 1991. Praise the Lord for that, Tim. I'm so grateful. You've also been the pastor at LaRue Baptist Church in LaRue, Ohio for 34 years. Yep. You know, those kinds of things just inspire me to think about just simple faithfulness to the Lord. What a great testimony. Uh, brother, every time we're together, it just is a delight to my soul. I love to to talk with you, just to hear what the Lord has taught you, to glean wisdom from you, to hear you laugh is one of my favorite things. And so I just enjoy being with you. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I'm excited about the topic that we're going to discuss today. So welcome to the podcast as we talk about psychologized counselees. Thank you, Dale. It's great to be here. So as we talk about this issue of psychologized counselees, I think it's best if we maybe define our term. What do we mean or what are we talking about uh, when we say psychologized counselee? I mean, what is a psychologized counselee? Well, we're talking about not the folks who form the diagnostic labels, the categories that we're talking about, not the ones who are the influencers in our culture. We're talking about those who've absorbed and adopted those categories as ways of explaining and understanding their problems mm -hmm. and their challenges. In fact, they're the people that we talk to every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because our culture certainly flows in that direction where the way in which we interpret and think about the problems that we have is, is often from uh, what's common in our culture, the psychologized ideals that, that drive the way we think about people. And, yeah. and, and people will come in and, and that's, the, that's the way they're trying to interpret their uh, their problem. And yeah. so for us as biblical counselors, why is it that we would make a big deal about these psychologically oriented types of diagnoses and, and the labels that a counselee might use when they come and talk to us? Well, you know, those labels are not just uh, um, these simple explanations. Mm -hmm. they, they take us on a trajectory, okay? Mm -hmm. They have a trajectory that can lead us to any number of places. And the problem with the psychological labels is the trajectory typically takes us away from Jesus, mm -hmm. takes us away from Christ, because they're trying to describe and interpret their problems and their issues and their life independent of Christ, mm -hmm. right? Independent of a, of a God-centered view of reality. And so they don't just tell me something, they actually lead me somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in both explanation and when we're turning around uh, trying to repair the problem or seek solution to the problem, right. it, it forces us in a different direction. I mean, I think that's so helpful for us to at least understand uh, what's at stake here, yeah. the, often the implication of what's happening here as well. And so as we think about the difference that that, that makes, I mean, why would we even discuss that? What difference does it make uh, whether we would uh, address these issues of the psych psychologized counselee or not? When someone comes in using those labels, they're interpreting their life. Mm -hmm. They're interpreting it, defining it. It tells them where they need to go. So I need to be aware of that. I need to be concerned about that because mm -hmm. if I continue to just go along with that, use those labels, it's not going to take me towards real solutions, mm -hmm. the biblical solutions. Mm -hmm. It's not going to take me toward Christ. It's going to take me in different directions because how 
you interpret and define a problem will determine the solution that you use. Mm -hmm. And so if someone comes to me and talks about the fact that um, I'm doing this because I need love, mm -hmm. right? I, my, my dad did not give me the love that I needed. That's going to leave us in an entirely different direction. Therefore, well, can you still glorify God, mm -hmm. even though you didn't get what you think you needed? Mm -hmm. But if you continue to use those labels, you're not going to go in that direction. That's right. So as we think about biblical terminology, it's important for us at this stage, uh, we're, we're left in somewhat of a quandary. If we think about our position as a counselor, is they're using this language. Mm -hmm. uh, they, don't, they don't know any different language. And right. here we are. How are we going to express their problems uh, if, if we don't want to adopt the implications of the terms that they're using? So, so we're left with having to describe these problems in different terms. So why should we use biblical terminology? Uh, and why do we see that as better than being uh, than this psychologically influenced language? If we live in a God-created world, then biblical categories are more accurate reflections of reality. Mm. Let's just face up to that. They're more accurate than the psychological categories that people typically use. And, and so that's the way I want to go. I, I, I want to use something that's more accurate, right? If I ignore biblical categories, again, my trajectory isn't going to take me in the right direction. But we live in a God-created world. I've got to interpret reality with God lenses, Can you, is that, that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. With a God-centered view of reality, that means I'm going to use biblical terminology. Mm -hmm. If I don't use biblical terminology, then I'm going to distort reality, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact. Yeah, that's right. And I, I would say, add to that, that when we think about uh, biblical terminology, the, the Bible actually gives better explanations for our human experiences than than just the simple descriptions that are given oh my in the psychological yeah. world. Yeah. So. Um, a mutual friend of ours who went to be with the Lord, Dave Pollison is his name, once said that um, a lot of these descriptions are masquerading as explanations. Mm -hmm. They don't tell us anything. Biblical terminology is more robust because it actually... Uh, explains why we do what we do and tells us where to go. Man, that's so good. And what's funny is that's exactly the same quote that I was thinking of when I described that. So praise the Lord, we were thinking about the same stuff. Now, as, we, as someone comes in, uh, not only do we have to shift the terminology in the way that we describe these problems, and, and here's the thing, guys, we're not saying that the person sitting in front of us is not dealing with problems. That's often a misnomer of biblical counseling, right. that, that people will say, well, you're just dismissing and saying, I don't have these struggles. No, that's not what we're saying. We're, we're saying that the struggles are very real, but we have to give better explanations that the Bible describes about the problems that you're facing. And so, so now we get to where the rubber meets the road. And the person is sitting in front. We've made some transition in the way that we, we talk. So how do we then... How do we then minister to someone uh, who's, who's adopted these types of labels? Well, one of the things, and again, you talked about misnomer. Uh, people are probably hearing us right now and thinking, as soon as they come in, we're going to look at them and browbeat them and tell them, don't use that kind of terminology. Mm -hmm. What you're going to do is get to know the person. Mm -hmm. You're not talking to a theory. That's right. You're not, you're not talking to an enemy. And uh, you're talking to a person who's facing problems. And they may describe them differently, but they really are suffering, right? Mm -hmm. They're describing that suffering. They're describing that sin in different kinds of categories. And so what I need to do is to minister to the person. I'm not out to win an argument. I'm out to minister to the person. Part of that ministry is I'm going to give them more accurate terminology. And I'm not going to beat them over the head with it, mm -hmm. but 
slowly as we get to know one another, as I hear the story, we'll start talking about how the Bible describes that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I want to listen to the story. I want to get to know the person. This is not a problem with legs on it, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm going to minister to that person by getting to know that person, by loving that person, by showing care to that person, and being very careful that I don't see that person as an adversary mm-hmm. who's got the wrong views. Yeah, I think that's critical that, that we're not trying to see this person as a problem that we're trying to fix, that this is really about ministry, and the way in which we go about doing that is helping them to see this problem from a biblical lens. And I like that language. I use that language all the time, uh, seeing the world through the lens that, that Christ describes. Now, I think it's important, maybe one more thing that we could discuss here that, that's critical is, let's say we get, we get a person and we begin to describe their experiences. From my perspective and my time in the counseling room, uh, what I've seen is as I describe what someone is experiencing and I describe that experience from scriptural terminology, people become absolutely open then to what the Bible has to say. Whereas when they come in the first time, they're thinking, I'm going to help them find a solution that's, that's out there or that's... Uh, driven by the psychological label, what all of a sudden happens now is because I've described their experience from a biblical perspective, they begin to be open and say, you know what, if the Bible describes my experiences to that degree, maybe the Bible has answers. Have you experienced that same thing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've had so many counselees say to me, wow, that that really helps. Mm -hmm. That I understand now, you know, because they have a a biblical-based view of looking at themselves. The Bible describes them. The, the Bible describes people more accurately than anything out there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many of them say, wow, that is my experience. Mm-hmm. That that makes much more sense. Maybe we could talk about one more thing, because the psychological label often uh, becomes the person's identity. Oh, my, yes. And so one of the things that we're trying to accomplish is to help them to see themselves that they're not identified by a past experience. Their identity is not bound up in, in some sort of sin or mistake that they made uh, or what someone has done to them or some sort of traumatic event, that their identity should be wrapped up in something else. And, and think about the biblical freedom that brings uh, when we help a person transition in that way. Oh my goodness. I'll never forget one time I'm in my office and I'm, I'm, a woman walks in, we'll call her Sarah. Okay. Sarah walks in. And the first thing she says to me is, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm bipolar. And, um, that's how she viewed her life. That's how she viewed her experience. That's how she interpreted everything. I am bipolar. And so, um, what happens is they don't see, no, I'm, I'm actually a a believer. I'm, I'm a, son of God or a daughter of God. I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. I am a disciple. That's my identity. Who's struggling? And that changes the whole game Mm -hmm. because now that's not my identity. That's something that I, that I deal with. I'm struggling with. There's Mm -hmm. now I can do something about it. It's not me, Mm -hmm. right? It's Mm -hmm. something that I can, I can deal with. Man, that's such an important nuance. Tim, this has been really helpful, and you and I could go on and on talking about the various labels and and that sort of thing. Uh, But I think this will give our listeners uh, a good place to start. As we we often encounter, because it's so dominant in our culture, uh, counselees who use this type of language. And uh, may I encourage you to begin to transition. Help that person slowly 
but surely begin to see their experiences through the biblical lens and using biblical terminology uh, to help the, the psychologized counselee along. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If this podcast was of interest to you today, I want to bring to your attention that Tim Pasma was able to present a breakout session on this very subject at our recent annual conference in October of 2019. If you would like more information about that breakout session and the many others that were done during our 2019 annual conference, I would encourage you to go to biblicalcounseling.com.